Support for this podcast comes from San Francisco International Airport. At SFO, you can discover award-winning flavors and unique shops all before takeoff. Learn more about what's at SFO at flysfo.com. Hey, it's Glenn Washington from Snap Judgment. And if you love what you're hearing, and I know you love what you're hearing, please consider becoming a KQED member special access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. Plus, you'll sleep better at night knowing you did your part for the community you depend upon. It's in you. Please be in it. Visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to sign up now. That's podcast with an S. Thanks. From KQED. Good morning. This is the California Report. I'm Alex Hall in San Francisco. Today, the U.S. Supreme Court will hear oral arguments in a case that could overturn Roe v. Wade, which guarantees a woman's right to an abortion. Here in California, abortion laws are among the most progressive in the country. But that doesn't mean it's always easy to get an abortion here, especially if you live in a rural area. KQED's Katie Orr visited a clinic in Chico to learn more about the challenges women in those areas face. When Laura Morehouse needed an abortion about 10 years ago, she struggled to find the care she needed. At the time, Morehouse lived in the San Francisco Bay Area. Now she's the director's assistant at the Women's Health Specialist Clinic in Chico. And she deeply relates to patients who might face even more challenges than she did. My abortion was going to cost me around $1,000. I made a minimum wage at the time. I worked part-time as a cashier. So that was terrifying, absolutely terrifying. One analysis found in 2017, 40% of California counties had no clinics that provided abortions, affecting 3% of California women. NARAL Pro-Choice California Director Shannon Olivieri-Hovis points out, in a state with nearly 40 million people, that represents hundreds of thousands of women. She says it can be a struggle to provide those patients with care. These are single parents. These are young people. These are people who have minimum wage jobs. They can't afford to take time off. They can't afford additional child care. They can't afford the gas. These are people who have to travel two, three hours mm-hmm. one way. Women's Health Specialist Executive Director Katrina Cantrell knows safety is a concern for providers. She oversees the clinic in Chico, as well as their locations in Redding and Grass Valley. She says the community disapproval of abortion in rural areas drives providers away. A lot of times the clinics are staffed by people coming in from our urban centers. And that is for a variety of reasons. There's existing stigma in the community. Providers don't necessarily feel safe. The threats aren't just theoretical. In the early 1990s, Cantrell's clinics in Redding, Chico, and a now-closed location in Sacramento faced arson and acid attacks. We have not, in our 45 years, really managed to have local providers. No local physician wants to remain in the community. It was just for so long, literally, physically hostile. But despite struggles with transportation, time, costs, not to mention wildfires and a global pandemic, women continue to seek out abortion care. They come from California, but also from Oregon and Nevada. 
Clinic staff were vague about how many abortions they perform, but Health Services Director Cindy Zong says they work to treat everyone who needs help. We continue to have protesters who harass, intimidate, and threaten at our sites on abortion clinic days. With the U.S. Supreme Court hearing arguments in a case that could overturn Roe v. Wade, Cantrell and her staff say they're ready to help any woman, no matter where they're from. But, she points out, traveling out of state for several days will not be possible for a lot of patients. She says what they really need is safe, reliable care where they live. We take as much as we can. If they are at the limit, we get them in because we are not to be the one to delay the care. For the California Report, I'm Katie Orr in Sacramento. I am Sasha Coca, host of the California Report magazine. Every week, we bring you stories about what connects us in the giant, diverse Golden State. Because what happens in California changes the world. I love this place. We were once seen as, like, the place to be California. The land of milk and honey. That's where you go to Sunshine State. But we just have challenges right now. KQED's California Report magazine. New episodes drop every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Randa Dirfatah from Throughline. If you're listening to this podcast, you know that KQED produces exceptional storytelling that keeps you informed, inspired, and entertained. Their podcasts cover issues from your neighborhood to the entire country and everything in between. Support this work today. You can help us continue to bring quality podcasts to your ears. Just head to donate.kqed.org podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast. California's ban on large-capacity ammunition magazines was upheld by the Ninth U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals Tuesday. The court found the law does not outlaw any weapon or interfere with the right to self-defense, and it has been shown to save lives. The decision overturns a previous panel that ruled the ban on magazines holding more than 10 bullets violated the Second Amendment. Gun owners groups are expected to appeal yesterday's ruling to the U.S. Supreme Court. Los Angeles has become the latest city to pass a ban on ghost guns. The legislation prohibits the possession, sale, or purchase of the weapons. Ghost guns are often made from build-it-yourself kits and are untraceable because the parts used to make them lack serial numbers. Back in October, the Los Angeles Police Department said the number of ghost guns it seized had increased by 400 percent since 2017 calling it an epidemic. The LAPD says the guns are being used more and more often to commit violent crimes in the city. The cities of San Francisco and San Diego have already passed similar legislation. California's Sierra Nevada region has been known for being a winter wonderland in the coldest months, but a new study shows the Sierra snowpack could all but disappear in just 25 years. As KCRW's Tara Atrion reports, that could have massive consequences in the Golden State. The study out of the Lawrence Berkeley National Laboratory found that increasingly warm temperatures could mean little to no snow by the late 2040s, and that snowfall could be replaced by rain instead. 
While the Sierra snowpack in the region's snow season has already shrunk in recent decades, their complete disappearance could change life in California as we know it. The Sierra snowpack is responsible for creating critical spring and summer melt-offs that provide much of our water supply and nourishes plants and animals. And if snow in the region warms into rain instead, it would be crushing to the local ski industry. Already this year, several resorts have had to push back their opening dates due to the significantly warm temperatures and lack of snow. To make up for the shrinking water supply, some experts suggest California construct new reservoirs to capture more water in the winter, which can cost billions of dollars. Other proposals include storing more water in underground aquifers across the state. For the California Report, I'm Tara Atrion in Los Angeles. Despite a relatively dry fall, two ski areas in Southern California will be opening this week. Big Bear Mountain Resort announced Friday will be opening day for the general public at Bear Mountain and Snow Summit. Although weather across Southern California has been mostly mild, it's still been cold enough for snowmaking in the San Bernardino Mountains. In the Sierra Nevada, most ski resorts have pushed back their opening day due to a lack of snowfall. And that's the California Report for Wednesday, December 1st. We're a production of KQED Public Radio. I'm Alex Hall in San Francisco. Support for the California Report comes from Water Heaters Only, specializing in the repair and replacement of water heaters since 1968. Licensed and insured, open 24 hours a day, every day. Learn more at waterheatersonly.com. Eric and Wendy Schmidt, whose philanthropy includes Schmidt Futures, focused on finding exceptional people and helping them do more for others together, on the web at schmidtfutures.com. And Stanford Medicine, protecting your health and providing dependable care with safe in-person appointments and video visits. StanfordHealthCare.org slash AdaptingCare. Do you love learning about the San Francisco Bay Area? It's history, it's people, it's unique blend of cultures? Then you should check out the Bay Curious book. I'm Katrina Schwartz, editor and producer on the Bay Curious podcast, and I'm here to let you know that for the month of May, we've worked out a sweet deal for KQED podcast listeners. Right now, you can get the Bay Curious ebook for $1.99. That's right, $1.99. Just search for Bay Curious wherever you get your ebooks or find a link in our show notes. This offer does expire at the end of the month, though, so you'll want to act on it fast. Happy reading! Hey, it's Avery Truffleman, host of Articles of Interest. And I've got to say, I've been a fan of KQED ever since I was a little kid and I would come out to San Francisco to visit my grandma. It was just what we'd always turn on every time we got in the car, every time we were making dinner and turning on the radio. It was always KQED. And then over the years, I've become a massive fan of KQED podcasts because this is local reporting at its best. These are answers to questions you've always wanted to know, interviews with exciting, unusual voices, necessary journalism, all told with love and care and artistry. And did you know that a majority of KQED's funding actually comes from members? It's just people like you and me supporting the programs they love while also getting access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. If you want to sign up and be a part of this amazing community, visit donate.kqed.org podcasts to become a member today. That's podcasts with an S. Thank you for listening, and thank you for your support.